Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Positive Club. I hope you're having a great day. Today, we have Mr. Rafael. He's one of the most amazing people that I've met in my life, and he has a great story to tell. Rafael, it's a pleasure to have you here. And please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Uh, yeah, my name is Rafael Augusto Carreras Serrano. You got to roll those R's, that's for sure. <laughs> Sorry, guys, but we'll make it easier. Rafael will do. Uh, I was uh, born and brought up in Mexico City till I was 27 years of age. And uh, before that, my background was economics. That's what I studied. And then I went to study a master's at Notre Dame University in uh, another one at the undergrad school of business. And um, one was in finance, the other one was in marketing. And then I went back to Mexico to work. I worked there for about uh, four to five years in the banking system. And then I emigrated to Canada. And I've been in Canada 36 years ago. So don't add because you're gonna realize my age. But anyways, I've been an amazing ride. And I'm really happy, I've met amazing people. And to be part of two cultures is something that is so rich, so valuable. So it's amazing. I love it. I, I, I'm Mexican, I'm Canadian, I'm Canadian, I'm Mexican every time. I still have cactus juice in my blood, but it's more maple syrup nowadays. So I'm good. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so tell me something. You had to let go of everything in Mexico, right? Yeah, and then was... you came to Canada and you started from scratch. Tell me. Oh, yeah. Uh, briefly do, do starting from the scratch and then we're going to talk about how you started your business so let's mm -hmm. just just let me just let the audience know how how you started from scratch well uh, i was looking for a job right because that's what i my mom did my dad did my family did they were all employees um i only had an uncle that was uh in in engineering construction he was a uh, self-employed and that was it uh, when I, was, I started pounding the pavement and in Vancouver, it, if you know Vancouver, it rains quite a bit, it's gloomy, clouds are low, and, and, and while you're looking for a job, it's kind of depressing. But uh, I was really lucky, a fellow told me, yes, I want to talk to you, it's not an interview, there's no chance to work, but I want to talk to you. When I went there, to make a long story short, he said, look, uh, offer your services based on your background, don't look for a job. Uh, there are no jobs here, uh, unfortunately, even though they opened the doors for MBAs at the time and whatever, right? Bankers, etc. So that's what I did. I started my own business offering exactly what my background was. And I went and knocked at doors and instead of looking for a job, I offered my service through the government, NJC, private companies, etc. And that's how I landed the first job uh, with the Ministry of Economic Development at the time. And um, that's how I started. That's how I started. And I've been self-employed ever since. I've created a lot of jobs. I created a lot of contracts throughout my career. I paid a lot of taxes. But you know what? For every dollar you pay in taxes in Mexico, for example, if you're lucky, you see 50% of those in public services, 50% of that dollar. Here in Canada, you see 80%. What? Well, nowadays with the pandemic, you might be only seeing 60%, but well, Things change, right? But you see better services here in Canada. So here I am. So what made you to start your own business? Like, what was the reason? Honestly, for the need. I needed to survive. I came to Canada with, I don't know, a thousand bucks. 
and after two months at the time uh, I had only $200 or less than that $180 and I even called my dad and I said dad if I don't land a job you're gonna have to send me the ticket to go back home um, because before coming uh, there was a big massive devaluation in Mexico and when they unfroze the accounts it was like about four months later and they gave you 17 cents on your dollar or I don't remember how much 27 cents on your dollar so that's what I came here with and it was not easy um, that's what really made me push hard and um, when you gotta survive you gotta survive <laughs> there's no doubt and you don't work 24 hours you wait to, you work 25 8 right so that's the way it goes you yeah, that's something that people yeah something is that people don't understand about businesses you have to work constantly there's no break there's nobody pushing you you have to just keep going and if you stop then everything stops so what made you push yourself every day, get up every day, you know, work for 18, 19 hours a day? Like, You know what? Honestly, based on what I see nowadays, I compare myself. You step out of the bullring and you see yourself in the bullring. You know, what did I do at the time? It was simple. Aside from the need, okay, to succeed, it was my education. One of the best things that ever happened to me is I grew up with parents, grandparents. And my mom and dad, they were busy working, you know. But the ones that really educated us and gave us a lot of guidance were my grandparents. For them, honesty, sacrifice, heart, intelligent work, pays, and pays good. But with time, uh, you cannot expect it to happen next week. Impossible. Now the new generation wants results yesterday. Uh, come on, snap out of it and be realistic. You cannot do that. Everything takes time, takes effort, and takes sacrifice. And above all, respect. Respect to others. Don't ever do to others what you don't want them to do to you. So those were my guidelines. And um, that's how I think um, I've, I've made it, to be honest. So you have a high level of integrity in your business, which is oh, kind of rare nowadays. To. So you tell me something. What is, what is the difference with somebody who has integrity in their business? with somebody who doesn't have integrity in their business oh. because right now everything is profit driven right and then you know Absolutely. there's some problems with that you know what it is you can market whatever uh, as much as you want but the best marketing tool and everybody knows that and if you don't snap out of it again and confront life is word of mouth if you have word of mouth, if you are recommended, you open doors easier for contracts. So integrity, I'll give you an example. It's aside from being crucial, people notice it. For example, if I was in, in, in the coffee roasting facility at one time and they told me I need X amount of pounds of coffee. Can you deliver such a day? And I said, yes, I can deliver. And you have to commit to that delivery. Why? Because others have plans and they have schedules that they have to comply with. And the day you don't deliver, the day you don't commit to your, yourself to what your word is, which nowadays, word is uh, really your own word, your own honor. It's difficult to find in professional people. Um, not that easy. Um, if you comply with that, you're going to open your doors. You're going to get word of mouth and you're going to have a better, more successful um, entrepreneurship uh, career there's no doubt about it how did you meet your spouse this is one of my favorite stories that you that you talk about because it relates to the coffee right so that's yes. what you can go into it 
Yes. What what happened? I, I that's my like it's beautiful the story. Uh, it's it, it's a funny story to be honest. And and man, I'm, 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 my brain was light, lit, lit that day. I was uh, I used to have at that time a uh, deli coffee teasing. They call it delicatessen. I used to call it Rosalinda's deli coffee teasing. European everything, every product really nicely, um, a beautiful setup. Anyway, so long story short, I was behind the counter helping the ladies. There were three ladies that I hired to do cutting more. There were one, two, three, four, about five in me, six in my brother, seven. We were uh, attending people. And it was busy day that day. They say, oh, two weeks. But suddenly I saw an amazing, gorgeous Cupid. Well, I call it Cupid because as soon as she came in through the door, the, 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 the Cupid's arrow hit my heart. It was impressive. You know, when you, it, it, it's very weird. I never felt that in my life except that day. I said, I'm going to marry him. Don't ask me how. Why? And using my elbows behind the counter, pushing everybody behind, get out of the way, because you went straight to the tilt, right? I got to get there first and just uh, made it there uh, and say, yes, what can I do for you? Well, would you believe that this lady didn't even look at me? Looking at the store, because it was a nice store, I have to admit it, we did a nice job there. Uh, she was looking at everything and with a little French accent, because she was from, she's from Montreal, uh, she said, oh, I would like, a, um, um, what was it, um, not a cafe latte, um, cappuccino. And uh, I said, okay, I'll give you a cappuccino, no problem. And I went and I knew while I was doing the coffee that I couldn't talk to her. There was no time and I needed her phone number, something. Anyways, I made a cafe latte. And cafe latte has no foam, just a little tiny thing. And a cappuccino is thick foam, right? So I gave her the cafe latte and she looked at it. And maybe, you know, he put her nose like that, like, mm, what is this? Uh, I asked for a cappuccino. He said, oh, no, Kitty, I'm so sorry. I heard a lot. I don't know how I got confused. Look, this is on the house. You can keep it. And two coffees on the house. And I gave her my, 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 my car. He said, two coffees on the house. Next time you come, bring a friend. Hoping she would come back. Well, every day I was looking at the door and nothing showed up until 15 days later she showed up. And she walked in with a friend of hers, the, the, the two ladies were talking, and that day it wasn't that busy, and I approached them to chat, and the worst is, the, the, the rest is history. I'm here with her over 30 years, and the most beautiful woman I've ever met. Beautiful woman, I'm really lucky. So, in the subject of business, um, why is it important to be with the right partner? Oof. <laughs> That's, that's the kicker. That's the most important thing because I know that finance is really important. There's no doubt about it. You have to have enough cash to get to the break-even point, blah, blah, blah. Um, the important thing is to understand yourself with your partner or partners that with a look in their eyes, they know what you mean. They know what you expect, the values and, and, and goals in life have to be very similar. You cannot have partners that are dissimilar, regardless if they, they, they are more attractive for business. They do not necessarily work in business. So that's very important to a good, sincere understanding with your partner that is willing to sacrifice for you and you're willing to sacrifice for him or her. That's very important. What has been your favorite job or business that you ever had and why? 
I believe the favorite job that I've had, let's see, because I've done a lot of things. When you come as an immigrant, you do a lot of things. Um, I think it's a manufacturer of um, custom-made doors and mantle surrounds, the surrounds that go around the fireplace. I used to import some molds from Mexico to manufacture casted mantle surrounds, and I did a lot of different designs. So why was it the more, the, I, I would think that's the, the one that had, it was the one that had more fun, let's put it that way. Um, the one I worked the most, to be honest, and I had to roll my sleeves because not that, not always my employees were there or the subcontractors were there. They got sick or they, whatever reason, right? So you have to roll your sleeves and start doing physical things and not just design the computers and chit chat with your clients and, and, and be social. No, 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 it's a combination of everything. Uh, and putting the old, dirty, painted, uh, uh, torn jeans to put your tie and go see a client or to put your sweatshirt and work in the computer. So you have to be changing those clothes. And that was fascinating because I, I did everything, right? From installations of big, massive doors in which five of us were barely holding the door because they were really thick, medieval style with a lot of iron gouged, distressed, double doors at nine, 12 feet high. Imagine. It was a lot of fun and, uh, and a lot of work though. But and the designs were beautiful and we loved it. And integrity was everything. You had to commit to the specific date to say, here's your door, finish. Why? Because other trades got in, right? So the synchronization is important and there's where word of mouth kicks in. So that thing, that was the one I had a lot of fun. A lot of fun to, uh, doing. And it paid well, oh, it was good. Can't complain. My employees were happy. Yeah, because you know what? You put, well, you know, people think that you start a business and then you just tell people what to do and then magic happens. But they don't realize until you go into business, you work everything, that magic starts to happen. Because when you enter into it, then you see how things are running and you can improve it and make it better. But if you don't enter into it, you don't know what is your business, right? So. You know, you know that you just just hit a really important point. Really short. When I started that business, I didn't have enough money to start it, and I needed materials, I needed machinery, I needed a place, a shop, etc. So even though I hadn't worked for many years for somebody, I had to take, and that was in in Kelowna, British Columbia. I had to take a job at night with Riverside at the time. Nowadays, it's called Tolco. They, 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 they make um, uh, plywood. And I was working from 11 o'clock at night to 7 o'clock in the morning, manufacturing and making a plywood. Me, two, uh, two masters making a plywood machinery. You can lose your arm, your head with a machinery like that. You get distracted. And uh, it wasn't fun. And it was four times a week. But he paid the bills, and he paid the bills, and that day I went home, I had slept for an hour, and hit hard the work. And I, but hey, I mean, I was 32, 33 years of age, 35 years of age. At that age, you can, you you, you can carry a Volkswagen on your shoulder. Nowadays, <laughs> forget it. I will have uh, muscle spasms. <laughs> so, oh no, big difference. Don't, yeah. Oh my God, that's, that's a funny story. Now, now that we're talking about this, tell me, tell me a funny story that happened in one of your businesses. Something that. Oh, a funny story. Or, or, or your life, something funny that happened that you took something from it. 
Um. Oh gosh. Ah, uh, this might blow your mind away. Um, uh, it, 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 where I come from, Mexico, we have a lot of um, uh, people are have a lot of humor. Okay, they like jokes. We joke a lot. And here in Canada, when I joke, not everybody picks it up, right? And they look at me like, well, is he nuts or what? But well, it is what it is. I like to joke. But above all, we have something called uh, dark humor. And uh, we were seven boys uh, finding out what to do. We were celebrating the independence of Mexico as the independence of Mexico day. Uh, they celebrated between the 15th and 16th, uh, 16th of se September. And anyways, uh, it was one common thing to have is firecrackers. And imagine giving kids between 10 and 12 years of age firecrackers, you're gonna have problems. And seven kids, seven boys look, uh, looking to get into trouble. You know what we did? And it was funny, but I learned a lesson. We all learned a lesson. Uh, we, we, we went to the church that was a, a block away. We noticed it was packed full. Uh, people saying thank you because it depends on Mexico, blah, blah, blah. And we closed the doors slowly and we put a broom stick that was there in the outside. And because there were some broken windows upstairs. So everybody climbed to the roof and all of them lit the firecrackers and threw them through the window. And you can hear the firecrackers, blah, 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 and, and women and kids and people screaming in church. How can you do that? Well, we were dumb. We didn't know better. Anyways, we because we heard cracking the broom open and we took off like a bullet. But one saw one of the kids and they knew who it was and that told the other ones and the other ones and we all got caught. Oh, we had to, all that uh, uh, summer, we were working for free for the church doing things that a good kid should do, right? <laughs> and getting lessons and pray. we were involved in a program to straighten us up, right? And, uh, but you know what? It helped us a lot. Uh, what's a good thing? What's a bad thing? We thought it was dark humor, but, but, but we almost gave heart attacks in the church to a few people. So anyway, that comes to my mind, but it's crazy. Kids oh, that do. is very interesting. That that is that is very interesting the way you, you did that. So, uh, Rafael, you 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 have books. You're writing books, right? Tell me about your books a little bit. I uh, wrote. Uh, it's an interesting part of my life. Uh, throughout the years since I came to Canada, I've I've seen um, the Canadian culture, society, economy slide little by little. It's coming down. It's not being better. We're living on the efforts and our reputation is based on the efforts of those that gave their life uh, 50 years ago, 60 years ago, to have Canada as one of the best countries in the world. The new generation has had everything for free, easy, and, and, and they don't value deeply what we have and how easy we're losing it and how fast. So I decided to publish, and since my kids were born here, I have a daughter and a son, uh, good kids. Uh, they, uh, I said, I'm gonna write a book for you guys because uh, that's the least I can do. If somebody wants to read it, great. So I wrote a trilogy uh, and it's called The Runaway Trilogy. The first book is A Runaway Society. And I talk about a lot of different things like respect, self-esteem, a lot of different things in society that are going on, right? Even tattooing, I, I talk about it in the good positive life of tattoo because tattoos are not bad. They can be really good, depends who is putting them on, right? 
uh, and there can be very artistic, blah, blah, blah. So, so, but I talk about it in deep uh, concept. Then the second book is Our Runaway uh, Planet, Our Runaway Globe. And obviously I talk about the environment, I talk about the extinction of species, etc., etc. And in all those three, uh, three books, the third one being Our Runaway Rights, uh, especially in that one, in which I talk about where we're going to be uh, five years from now, ten years from now. Everything has happened. And it's not like, oh, I'm a genius. No, 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 no. I do my research. That's all. I've just got a normal brain, but I've got a persistence and a stamina above average. And I like to do my research. And I like to work extra. And all what I forecasted was going to happen has been happening. I made a mistake in those three books only. I made one mistake, really, that things I thought it was going to happen five, ten years from now, they're happening faster. That was my mistake. And I published them in 2016. And you can find them in www.wishfulworld.com. Wishfulworld.com. And you'll see that my forecasts have been head on. Unfortunately, faster than I thought. So we're in deeper trouble. But the average person doesn't see it. I think you know what it comes down to? It comes down to self-responsibility cool. and getting to know who you are. Because yes. if you get to know who you are and if you're self-responsible, you see things from a totally different point of view. So these, these books of yours, they're online for sale or? Oh yeah, you can find them. I'm not into it for sale, but you can find them. I think there are, I mean, you can find them in, uh, in digital form, etc. And um, you don't have to get the three, you just get one, whichever attracts you the most. And you'll see, they're not books in which you're going to have oh, a placid moment enjoying a story. No, no, they're, they're, they're facts. I want to open you the eyes of people. I want them to say, whoa, what's really going on out there, right? And it's not pleasant. So it's, it's, it's a hard read, but it's a very fascinating read. So I will share the links for the books. Is there anything else that you want to share with the audience before you go? Ah, uh, anything else? Uh, okay, yeah, something, something, something. For example, uh, we all want to relax in um, we as a society. And what do we do to get distracted? Because it's very tough out there, right? You want to mellow down, de-stress, etc. Um, read a good book, uh, read magazines, and or watch movies and or programs. One thing that I would encourage people is to, 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 to watch films that are positive, films that have positive messages, not the third or fourth or the fifth version of Batman. Give me a break. You, your brain is, is getting rustier uh, and nothing new you're gonna, is, is going to happen. Come on. Um, you, you, don't do that see movies that like Shawshank Redemption uh, comes to my mind. That's a wonderful movie in which tenacity paid, discipline paid, being quiet and observant paid, being audacious paid in his life, in his future. Look at films like that. Don't look at films like, uh, I, I don't know, cartoons that, that, that some of them, they, they are insulting to your intellect, right? But they don't see it. 
they're relaxing. No, relax with other movies. For example, a Pulp Fiction or Brother, Where Art Thou? They're, they're, they're films that have a story. They are wonderful characters. They got great music. Uh, learn that music. Incorporate it into your, 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 your enthusiasm. There's another movie that comes to my mind that when I say it's dark humor, though. And bear with me and allow me. We all have deficiencies, okay? This is my negative side. There's a really good movie, movie called Bad Santa. And I say bad movie and good movie because Bad Santa, they have foul language that you wouldn't believe. And, and, but that's the way a lot of people nowadays speak with the F word. If they don't put the F word in two, uh, two or three times in their sentence, they don't feel cool. No, they're just being low-class rude, right? But they don't see it nowadays. So watch Bad Santa. And when I watched it and I said, oh, I don't think I'm going to take this movie. It's so brutal. But your, 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 your hearing and your feelings get numbed to the amount of, of, of expressions. But at the same time, it shows a good message at the end. Loyalty, friendship. And that guy almost dies at the end for the loyalty he developed with a kid. That's what you have to look at, right? Not at the fun of the words and this and that, which is going to blow your mind away. You're going to end up cracking up. There's no doubt, especially if you have a drink or two with, with wine. Oh, you're going to enjoy it. So even though I recommend that movie, it's not my necessarily type of movie, but it's, it's, it's good to watch. So that, that's a message. Books, the same story. Read a book called Red Notice from uh, Bill Bra uh, Bra Broden that I just read uh, recently about Russia and, and how their liberties uh, are semi-existent or non-existent over there and compare your society to it. It's it's fascinating book. Um, that's what I recommend, right? Uh, National Geographic, don't believe everything they say. Uh, the Economist, um, uh, McLean's, the mainstream media, don't believe anything they say. Do your research. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for being part of this podcast. Mr. Rafael, it's always a pleasure talking to you, sir. Thank you very much for coming onto our podcast, and I wish you the best. Thank you very much. It's been an honor and uh, hopefully uh, some people listen to the good side of it. And if you don't like something, eh, disregard it, throw it to a garbage can. But if you like something, think about it. And um, thank you. It was an, a pleasure being with you. And I encourage you to continue doing this. This is really important. And thank you for, for, for your efforts of being out there and do what you're doing. It's very valuable. We need it. We need it more now, now than ever. A short part of this podcast will be available on the Positive Club's Patreon. If you want to support us, you can purchase our Smarty Pants NFTs. Only 5,000 available.